Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Genesis chapter number one, Genesis chapter number one, and I want to begin reading there with verse number 26, and then I'm going to jump over into chapter number two, Genesis chapter number one and verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth up on the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God blessed them. God said, Unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree. And which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. To every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening and the morning, were the sixth day. Genesis chapter 2, I want to read a couple of different places there, beginning with verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. There he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. We'll read that once again. The Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. I simply want to take my text from the 28th verse where the Bible says, And have dominion, and have dominion, Genesis 1, 28. I want to preach for the next little while upon this subject, a subject that has been abused by a lot of people, but it's no less scriptural. It's no less for us today just because there's some people that have abused it doesn't mean that it's not of God. But I want to preach to you about spiritual dominion spiritual dominion oh how we need spiritual dominion in our lives amen that's that's we're really walking with god 
And serving the Lord becomes effective as when we achieve that level of spiritual dominion that we need. Why don't you raise your hands with me once again and let's pray for the Holy Ghost to have its way in this house. Jesus, we desire you. We pray, God, for your touch. Believe in God for your help and your anointing and your power. be in this place here this morning. Come on, lift up your voice, church. Let's pray that the Lord would help us today. We certainly need you. Without you, we can do nothing at all. We need your anointing. We need your spirit, God. We need the direction that comes from you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, would you put your hands together right now and clap them under the Lord. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. As you know, yesterday marked 20 years. It was the 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11 when terrorists flew planes into the Twin Towers in New York City, one into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and then there was a plane that no doubt was intended for our nation's capital or perhaps the White House that was overtaken by passengers on the plane and crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. It is said that right around 3,000 people lost their lives that day. And thousands of more people were affected, either through injury or the loss of a family member. But really all of us as citizens of the United States, really all the citizens of the world, were affected by the events that occurred on 9-11 in 2001. And so we remembered that yesterday, and it caused me to consider just how many freedoms over the years, and even in my lifetime, we have relinquished, how many rights we have relinquished. Enemies of freedom, with their insatiable appetites, have tried their best and continued to encroach on our rights. People have carelessly relinquished rights because they don't have any real concept of the value and what it costs to obtain those rights. And as horrific as it is for us as a nation to have rights that have been relinquished and allow enemies to come in and to take those rights away from us, and to, without a fight, just lay them down and surrender them. It's even more horrific in the spiritual realm for this to be done. The battle of dominion isn't new, but I believe with all of my heart that it's something that's been going on even as we see, as we see exampled in the scripture from the very beginning of time. The very first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, we see that it's always been Satan's desire throughout the ages to try to bring dominion upon people, upon individuals, and upon churches, upon families, upon homes. It's been his desire to try to destroy and try to decimate and try to restrict and try to constrain. He wants to control your worship. More specifically, who and what you worship, and when you worship, and how much or the amount of your worship and your consecration to God. 
He wants to control your mind. It's the devil's work to consume your thinking. He wants to consume your mind with thoughts of fear. He wants to consume your mind with thoughts of worry and anxiety and unbelief. He wants to dominate your time and try to crowd all space that you have for God out of your life. That is the devil's desire. And we see this example all the way back with the very first couple that God created, Adam and Eve. The Bible says that the Lord first created this perfect place. It was called a paradise that we call Eden. And it was there that he created all of these trees that were good for meat. Uh, that the fruit that they bear was good for every living thing to be able to partake of. Uh, all of the animals he created by his spoken word. And the Bible says that he created man and formed him from the dust of the earth. And he breathed his breath into him. And he became a living soul. Unlike any other creature that God had created. Any other life that God had created. The man was different because the man had a soul. And he took from that man and he created Eve. And this was the very first couple. And the Bible says that he gave them a command. When he placed them in the garden, he told that man, there's a purpose for your creation. I have placed you here for a specific reason. I want you to take dominion. I have placed you a little lower than the angels. But you have authority that none other of my creation has. And I want you to exercise that authority. I want you to live in that authority. I have not placed you here just to absorb the goodness of this garden. Or just to exist. Or just to soak it up. Just to be a recipient. Just to, just to receive and to take. But I have placed you here because I want you to dress and to keep the garden that I have created. Can I tell you that's a very important concept for us to get a hold of. That in order for us to be what we need to be for God and what God has orchestrated for us to be and what He's created for us to be and fulfill the purpose of our creation, there's some things that God has placed in our hands. There's some things that God has given to us that we need to comfortably walk in. We need to walk in that dominion. We need to walk in that authority. We need to be comfortable realizing that God has given me authority in certain areas of my life. And there's certain things that God has afforded me and certain things that God has given to me that I don't need to allow the enemy to take away from me. In other words, I don't need to relinquish them or give them up or surrender or yield them to the enemy. And I'm going to tell you there's an enemy that comes to each one of us that wants us to relinquish that God-given authority in our life. He wants us to live in some sub-state other than what God has created us to live in. God created us to live in victory. God created us to live an overcoming life. God created us to have spiritual dominion where our relationship with God is concerned. I believe that we can walk in authority. I don't believe that a person has to live a life of addiction. I simply do not accept that a person has to live 
uh, under anxiety and fear and has to live under worry and depression and doubts in their mind. But I believe that God has created every one of us to live an overcoming victorious life and walk in that dominion. Amen. That's what regeneration is all about. That's what this new birth experience is all about. That's what having the gift of the Holy Ghost is all about. If you have the Holy Ghost this morning, you need to say amen because you know what I'm talking about. Praise God. You're able to raise up. Amen. And face life head on. And realize that God has placed something in me. That I don't have to live under the siege of fear. I don't have to live under the siege of doubt. My life doesn't have to be controlled by the thought patterns of this world. Or whatever it is that the devil tries to control me with. But I can walk in victory. I can walk in newness of life. I can walk amen having been guided by the Spirit of the Lord. Why don't you clap your hands to Him right now. Verse 15 says, And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. In other words, I've given you a responsibility. I I have given you a purpose. I didn't create you just to, just to absorb and just to take and just to soak up. But I, I gave you a specific assignment. When I created this garden, I placed you there. I placed you there for a purpose and for a reason. Because I want you to walk in the authority and the dominion that I have given to you. I want you to dress and to keep. This God, if your concept of the kingdom of God is, is that you're just here to exist, or you're just here to survive, you're just here this morning to just, just, uh, maybe, uh, just, just make it to heaven, and that's all that living for God is, and that's all that serving the Lord is, is if you can just, uh, just survive and get by and just, uh, squeak, uh, just kind of squeak out an existence and, and make it. Then you've got the wrong concept of the kingdom of God. But God fills a person with the gift and the power of the Holy Ghost so that they can walk in victory, so they can walk in authority, so that they can take control over things that used to dominate them and used to control them and used to bind them through the power of the blood of Jesus and the Spirit of God that they have on the inside. They no longer have to be under the constraints of the enemy, but I can live in victory in my life. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we, we have to be intentional about this. Because that's, that's what God has, that's the plan that God has established. That is what God has purposed, is that we have to be intentional about it. Anything that is just left to itself devolves into more chaos. Chaos left alone doesn't, doesn't arrive or evolve into order. But when something is left alone, it continues to devolve into more chaos and more confusion. That's why at the very beginning of time when the Lord created the heavens and the earth, He set things in order. He told the sea, you have to stop here. He separated the waters 
above and the waters beneath. He set boundaries on that. He he told man that I want you to take dominion over every fowl and every beast of the field and everything that creepeth on the earth. They're not to have dominion over you. You're to take dominion over them and authority over them. He set some things in order, but he said you're going to have to maintain those things. You're going to have to take control yourself. Can I tell you that dominion comes through discipline in your life? Praise the Lord. It comes through discipline in your life. You can't have dominion without godly disciplines in your life. You can't have victory without godly disciplines in your life. You have to learn the ways of prayer. You have to learn to to develop a love for the Word of God and the house of God and place those disciplines in your life in order for you to continue to have order, for you to continue to live in victory, for you to continue to have dominion in your life. You have to have discipline in your walk with God. Because if it's just left to itself, it's going to devolve into more disorder. That's right. You you take a piece of property and and uh, it, it can be well manicured. It can be very nice, and and you leave it to itself for just a little while. We saw this in the purchasing of this facility that there was just a, a six month span where. Uh, there was some things that were left alone and not maintained. And, and once we came, became owners of this building, immediately we, we set forth to take control of it and bring order to it. But just in that little span of time, it was amazing to me how many things begin to devolve into disorder and chaos. Well, that's the way it is in the spirit realm. That's the way it is in any person's life. You, you just go a little while without praying. You just go a little while without uh, uh, taking some time in the Word of God and, and coming to the house of God and hearing the preached Word of the Lord. You just stay away from spiritual disciplines a little while and it doesn't take long until the devil incrementally begins to take control of your life and he begins to dominate your thinking. That's why it's so important that we're here this morning. We're crowding out the thoughts of the world. And, and the dominant thinking of the world. And we're coming into the house of God. And we're taking on the mind of Christ. Amen. And we're realizing that, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need you to talk into my life and speak into my life. Because I realize that all the voices that are out there in this world are not voices that are going to bring dominion and victory. But they're voices that are going to bring defeat and discouragement. But some way, help me in this house this morning to be able to hear the word of the Lord. Help me in this house this morning to be able to receive what thus saith the Spirit of God. Amen to my life and what you would want to speak into my soul today. Oh, clap your hands and let's give some praise unto the Lord. This is even true scientifically, you know. Scientists operate by this same principle. They understand that you can't take something that is chaotic and just leave it to itself and expect order to come out of it just because. But someone has to be intentional. There has to be a disruption. There has to be something that intervenes and intersects with that in order for there to be a change. Can I tell you that 
we have to we have to take authority in our own lives when it comes to our time we have to take dominion over our time through the help of the holy ghost amen if we're going to be children of god we we have to we have to learn that i'm going to have to 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 manage my time i only have so many uh, I only have so many increments of time. I only have so much uh, uh, that I can give uh, in this life. And, and, and my days are numbered. And so I'm going to dedicate some time. I'm going to give some time unto the Lord. I'm going to give some time in prayer. And I'm going to manage my time so that I can serve the Lord effectively and efficiently. Uh, because I want to walk in victory. I want to walk in spiritual authority. I want to have dominion. I don't want to be controlled by the things the spiritual elements that are in this world I don't want darkness to cloud my mind and my thinking so I want I want through the help of the Holy Ghost to take control of some things a person has to learn come on is this all right this morning a person has to learn that you know I, there's a time for me to go to bed and there's a time for me to get up amen there's a time to take responsibility and if i'm going to have dominion i can't be a person that that is not diligent about my time you have to learn what a, an alarm clock is i know this is pretty practical this morning but i'm talking about dominion before you can take dominion spiritually you got to take dominion physically in some things and you got to learn that there's a set time in my life that i'm going to the prayer room every day every day every day it gets a whole lot easier when you make that a habit when you take dominion in that area of your life and say you know you can just expect me i'm going to be at the house of god when it's the set service time. I'm coming early to get a hold of God and to pray and seek the face of the Lord because I'm taking dominion of my time. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be a success in life, you're going to have to take dominion of your time. There's times that you're going to have to study. There's times you're going to have to go to work. There's times that you're going to have to set aside that I, I'm going to be diligent to do uh, what I am responsible to do. I, I'm not just going to leave it to somebody else. I'm not just going to walk aimlessly through life and wake up someday and decide it at some later date when I'm going to become diligent and determined about my relationship with God. I'm going to tell you early on, young person, you ought to take dominion of your time and say there's time that I'm going to give to God and I, I if I have time to do other things then I'm going to do other things. If I have time for fellowship, I'll fellowship. If I have time, amen, to play basketball, I'll play basketball. If I have time to do it, but I'm going to dedicate some time and put it aside to be in the house of God and to be a worshiper, amen, and to pray and to seek the face of the Lord. Oh, clap your hands and let's praise the Lord together. have to take control of the things that's been placed in your hands that you have control of. Social media is one of those things that you need to take dominion of. Amen. You need to realize uh, this thing can dominate me or I can take control of it. And that's a, that's a lot of things in this life. You know, some people post so much on social media, I wonder if they got time to do anything else. Because they spend so much time. It's such a, an absorbent amount of time. And, 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 and then uh, to see things in the middle of the night and, and all through the day, you wonder if, if, if they got time to do anything else. Did they wake up on the hour so they can post something? I'm going to tell you something. You've got to learn how to take dominion of those kinds of things if you're going to be successful in your relationship with God. 
you got to take control of the internet that, that tries to lead you astray into other areas that you don't need to visit and places that you don't need to go. You, you have to take dominion in those things. And God has given you the help through the power of the Holy Ghost to do that. If you'll let the Spirit of God be a guide to you, you won't be going places and visiting sites that you don't need to visit and logging on to areas that you don't need to log on to. Because the Holy Ghost that is dominant on the inside of you because you've been feeding that spiritual man helps you to take dominion and have discipline in areas where you need to have discipline and guardrails and order in your life where you need to have order. Can you say praise the Lord, somebody? What about a person taking control of their own spirit and their own attitude? The Bible said a man that cannot control his own spirit is like a city without walls. You have no defense. You have no defense against the attacks of the enemy. It seems like that if the devil ever realizes that he can get to somebody in their attitude and their spirit, then it's, it's an all-out war. It seems like everything aggravates. Everything gets under the skin. Everything is a burr under the saddle. We have to take dominion over that. We, I'll tell you the best way you can take dominion over your attitude and your spirit and, and resolve a lot of conflict in your life is to remain grateful unto God and thankful. Amen. Instead of having the attitude, what about that person and what about that individual and what's wrong with them? Why don't you look inward and say, I'm just blessed to be here. I'm just thankful to be in the house of God. I'm just thankful that I got the Holy Ghost. I'm just thankful that, amen, that He's been merciful to me. If you keep a grateful heart, you won't be picking at somebody else and looking to somebody else to find something wrong with them. But you'll realize that God's been too gracious to me for me to worry about somebody else and their problem. I got enough to work on myself. I need to take care of my own spirit and guard my own attitude. Come on, let's clap our hands and give some praise to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. It's very important that we, we take dominion in areas of our life when it concerns our appetites. What did, the, what did the, the, the wise man that wrote the Proverbs say? He said, if you're tempted by the king's dainties, put a knife to your throat. That seems like an extreme. That, that seems like something that is very drastic. But what he's saying is, as there's areas, he's using a physical example. Saying if you can be tempted and drawn away by this physical appetite. Relate that to spiritual things. And be drastic and extreme when it comes to dealing with those things. And realize that if I'm going to have dominion, I can't play around, if you will, with this thing. I can't just be dismissive about it. I can't just be casual or cavalier about it. But I have to have an attitude that I can't tolerate this. But I have to deal with it. And sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not gonna tolerate my, my spirit and my attitude going in this direction. I'm not gonna tolerate myself giving in and compromising in these areas of my life. Oh yeah. It's very important that you be able. And, 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 and a lot of people say, well, I, I'm young and once I, I'm married and once I'm in a, a relationship of that that kind, then, then this will all take care of itself and dissipate and go away. But I'm going to tell you, uh, fornicators end up being adulterers. 
And if you don't learn how to get control and discipline and dominion over sexual appetites and urges while you're young and get control of those things and walk, amen, in victory in those areas, it's not going to get easier just because you get older. It's like my pastor used to tell me, there's no fool like an old fool. Well, I'm just going to tell you uh, that there's people that, that think and have this false notion that when I get older, this is just going to take care of itself. And it's not just in this ram that I'm talking about right now, but in other areas. They think, well, it, it'll, I'll just kind of grow out of it. I'll just get over it. I'm going to tell you, this, this is the season of my life. That's not how it works. You've got to take authority. You've got to take dominion. You've got to get serious about it. You've got to realize that it's, it's, it's my responsibility God gave me authority to overcome in this area of my life. And if I'll walk in victory in this area, and if I'll, I'll be an overcomer in this area now, and not wait and not put it off, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to get easier, brother. It's not going to get easier, sister. But now, you got to get that thing by the nap of the neck. And you got to realize, hey, I'll take control of this. I'm going to take authority over this. I'm not going to let this ruin me. I'm not going to let this destroy my reputation. I'm not going to let this spirit take me down. But I'm going to start right here, right now. Taking authority and bringing order into my life. And when I get these godly disciplines, it's a whole lot easier to walk in dominion. It's a whole lot easier to walk in authority. When I get these godly disciplines in my life, I'll have the anointing. I'll have the power to refuse. I'll have the power to stand up and look the pharaohs of this world in the eye and say, I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to turn aside. I'm not going to change my mind. But I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve the Lord. Come on, lift up your voice and let's give him praise right now. But God put him in this perfect place, Adam. And essentially said, I placed you in a perfect place that all the appetites that I've created and instilled in you can be fulfilled here. I'm going to tell you, every desire... Everything that you need to feel complete and fulfilled, you can find it in the house of God. You can find it through a relationship with the Lord. In fact, everything else is a substitute. Everything that the devil offers as far as sin is a cheap knockoff to what God has and what God can give. The world says you can have happiness if you do this, but God said you can have joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. The world says you can have peace if you have this. But but the Lord said, I'll give you peace that passeth all understanding. The world says that you can feel so complete and you can feel so accepted. And, and I'll embrace you if you'll only allow yourself to go this direction. And if you'll only involve yourself in this certain thing. I want to tell you that you've never felt acceptance like it is to come to an altar and say, God, here I am, wretched and undone. Here I am. My life is scarred and beat up and I don't have a lot to offer. I'm bruised. Amen. I'm broken. But I come before you in need of your acceptance and to feel his forgiveness and to feel his acceptance through the power of the Holy Ghost is the greatest thing that could ever be experienced in this world. 
Somebody lift your hands and let's praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, there's a, there's a spiritual struggle that has kind of taken place here this morning because the devil doesn't like what I'm preaching in this house because he knows that if some people ever get order, if they ever start living up to their potential, he's in a whole lot of trouble. If they ever get discipline in their life, he's going to lose his hold. You're going to find deliverance. You're going to, you're going to walk in authority. You're going to live up to your potential in God. You're going to have anointing like you never had. You're going to experience blessings like you've never received in your life. If you ever get a hold of what I'm preaching here this morning. If you ever get dominion in your life, amen, no longer will you be pulled down by discouragement and disappointments and false starts. No longer, amen, will you allow condemnation to come knocking on your door and keep you out of the promises of God. But if you get dominion in your life, you're going to walk tall. Amen, you're going to understand it's not in me, amen, to do this, but it's God. Amen, it's God's glory. It's God's power. It's God. God's authority that is working in my life. Come on, let's raise our hands and our voices to the Lord. He said, I'm placing certain things. This garden, everything that it is, all that it has to offer, it's yours. I put you here. I placed you here. It's at your fingertips. You keep it. But you know, Adam didn't do that. He relinquished it. Sin entered into the picture. And he gave up the dominion that he had. The power and the authority that had been given to him by God. He relinquished it. When God demanded that he keep it. When God gives you a gift, sir, you better hold on to it. When God gives you an anointing, ma'am, you better hold on to it. When God places favor in your life, you better understand why that favor is there and continue in it and keep it. He said, I want you to dress it and to keep it. I want you to get a hold of this and don't let it go. I don't want you to ever relinquish this to the enemy. I don't want you to ever get to the place that you think it's you and you alone that has achieved this. Oh, pride, come up before the fall, the Bible says. I have to keep my dependence upon God and my understanding that without His help, without His guidance, I can't do any of this. I rely solely upon you. I trust solely in you. You're going to receive the glory. You're going to receive the praise. Amen. If you're going to receive the honor, if anybody is is extolled, you're going to be extolled. If anybody is exalted, you're going to be exalted. Don't let me get lifted up, but help me to always understand, it's because of you that I have this authority. But you know, as much as it's important that we keep it, some people get hung up right there, and they stop right there. They're kind of like the story of the men that were given the talents. One was given five talents, another was given three, and another one. And the Bible says that the man that was given the most increased it until it was double. And the scripture says that the one that was given three increased it and made it double. And the one that was given one, the Bible says that he took it because he knew that his master was a hard man. And he buried it in the ground. 
And when he came back to inquire, he said, what have you done with what investment I placed in you? He said, well, I still have what I've always had. I, I, I have what you've given to me, what you've invested in me. I, I still got it. I kept it all of this time while you're away. And he said, that's not good enough. And the Bible said he took what he had and he gave it to the other that had invested it and had made more with it. I want to tell you, God places gifts in our lives, not for us just to set on it, not for us just to, just to keep it, not for us just to hold on to it. But the Bible said to occupy till he comes. In other words, be out there investing more and doing more and expanding and growing in the kingdom of God. This kingdom is to be on the increase. This kingdom is to expand. is to advance. We're to push out borders. We're to grow. We're to be better. Amen. With every day that goes by, you don't need just to be holding on to what you were 25 years ago. But brother, you need to be more for God than you were back then. Your prayer life needs to be greater. Your victory in God needs to be greater. Your anointing needs to be more. Amen. There needs to be Increase and expansion and multiplication in your life. Because the Bible clearly says in these verses, in verse 28, it says, uh, He said that I want you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish and subdue. And He said, have dominion. I know that these words, these terms, they seem to us to be somewhat synonymous, and I suppose that they are. But uh, uh, I think he's underscoring a fact to us uh, that if you think this gift that I've given you is just to lay dormant, the talent that I have given to you is just to lay dormant, you got another thought coming. You're, you're to put it into use. You're to take the faith, that measure of faith that I've given you, and you're to expand that faith. That anointing that I've given you, you're to advance with it. You're to do something with it. He said in Isaiah 9 and 8 of the increase of His government, there shall be no end. Until Jesus comes, it's supposed to be revival. Until Jesus comes, it's supposed to be expansion. Until Jesus comes, it's supposed to be growth. Until Jesus comes, we're to be advancing onward. Amen. I'm telling you, we're not just going to stay in the same spot and say, well, I've kept what I've always had. But help Help me, God, to expand. Help me, God, to go further with this. Help me to be more for you than I've ever been. Come on, would you lift up your voice and would you praise the Lord with me right now? Because the fact remains that the kingdom of darkness is in a building program. The kingdom of darkness is on a rampage to increase. Revelation 12 and 12 says, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Why is his wrath so intense? Because he realized this thing is wrapping up. I don't have but just a little bit of time. And so I'm going to put my best efforts. I'm going to come down with the greatest intensity that I possibly can. Hell isn't scaling back. Hell isn't shutting down. Hell isn't slowing up. But hell is becoming more intense. As someone said recently here from this pulpit, hell was not affected by the pandemic. There was no shutdown in hell. While 
Many of our churches were not having services. Hell was still conducting service and business as usual. Endeavoring in all ways to destroy and to bring down and to wreak havoc in the lives of people. Can I tell you, it's very vital that you and I realize that it's time like never before for us to lean into our relationship with God. It's time like never before for us to become more intense in our hunger and our desire for the things of God. It's imperative in this hour that we realize that we don't have a lot of time left and whatever we plan to do for the kingdom of God, we best be about it. We best focus with laser precision on what it is that we desire to do for God and make that the focal point and make that the priority of our lives. Because Jesus is coming soon. To put it off for Sunday or sometime or later on is irresponsible. It's lacking understanding of the times that we're living in. It's, it's not really being perceptive of the age that you and I are a part of to have that kind of attitude. But we realize today that I have just a short time to get it right. And whatever I'm going to do for the kingdom of God, I need to do it now. Would you stand with me and lift your hands to the Lord? Come on, let's praise the Lord together right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. I exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help me not to, to have an attitude of spiritual pride that says, well, I still got what I've always had. That's nothing to be prideful about. That's nothing, that's nothing to, to brag about. That's nothing to feel puffed up about. Help me to not be one of those that say, well, I still got it. It's right here. I've kept it. But help me to be a person that can say, God, I've expanded on. I've built on to. I've done more with what you've given to me, what you've blessed me with. I'm going to tell you the way to keep dominion is to increase, is to continue to grow. Grow in your relationship with God. I've told you before that there's three prayers that I pray every day for this church. I pray that God would increase us spiritually. What I mean by that is depth of the Spirit. Our spiritual root system. Because I believe before we can flourish and grow and potential and bear the fruit that God wants us to bear, we have to have the root system that can support it spiritually. So God expand our root system. And then second, I pray that God would increase us as far as growing and fruit, being born into this church through people getting the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name and making disciples. And then beyond that, I pray that God would increase our finances so that we can further give into the kingdom of God and do more for the kingdom of God and expand and grow as He desires us to in that area. We need increase.
How many would agree with me that we need increase today? We need increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To take dominion and to continue in dominion, I've got to continue to expand. I've got to continue to grow in my disciplines and my relationship with God. I can never let that wane. My hunger for God, my appetite for the things of God has got to be on the increase. My passion for knowing Him and drawing close to Him. My desire to be in His presence has to be increased for me to continue in dominion, for me to be able to keep the things that He's placed in my hand. I've got to be willing to go and say, God, I want to take inventory again and make sure that I still have the same love for You and the same desire for You and the same hunger for You that I once had. Help me not to stumble along life's path and just become a survivor. But help me, God, some way. Be someone that's reaching, pursuing, and hungering after a greater relationship with you. Because I know that I can't walk without that dominion, without that authority in the Spirit. I can't be victorious without your favor upon my life and your blessings upon my life. If I'm protected, God, it's because you protected me. If I'm provided for God, it's not something that I've done, but it's because you provided for me. Come on, you're looking at a young man that knows what it is to start out so humble and with so little. For me to stand up here today and stand in the blessings of God as I do, I realize that it's not because of me or not because of some gift or talent. It's because of the goodness of God. And it's because God is so gracious and God continues to give. So for me to say, God, this is as far as I can go and this is as much as I'm willing to do, that would be a fallacy. That would really be a tragedy for me to develop that kind of an attitude. But help me, God, to realize that to continue in the victory and the dominion of the spirit that I must I gotta bear down on my disciplines my relationship with you has to become a greater priority hallelujah 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 oh yes come on now let's get in the spirit right now let's flow in the Holy Ghost right now let's let the Lord move would you, would you talk to the Lord would you seek after God Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, the Spirit's trying to help somebody. The Spirit is speaking to somebody right now. The Holy Ghost is ministering in this room right now. The presence of God is in this place right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray intently. Let's let's pray. Lift up our voice. Come on, somebody get vocal about it. Somebody lift up your voice to the Lord and pray with intention right now. Come on, somebody pray with with desperation and with passion right now. Hallelujah. Come on, is there somebody that, that maybe you've allowed some areas that you once had authority and dominion, you've allowed them to slip. You've relinquished them. You've allowed them to be taken away in the capacity It used to be so so hungry for God and so desirous of the Lord suddenly 
you've allowed other appetites and desires to crowd those things out. I wonder if you wouldn't come to this altar this morning. Say, God, I want to take it back. I want to take it back. I want to take it back. And this time I'm going to keep it. I'm going to increase it. I'm going to allow that desire and that fervency for God to increase. Hallelujah. Come on. Place those ungodly appetites on the altar. Place those ungodly habits and desires on the altar this morning. Repent of them. God will give you victory over them. God, I'm going to take control in some areas through your help. I can't do it in myself, but I need you, Lord. Oh, come on. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. Come on, church. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's call on His name. young man you want to get authority over that cell phone you want to get authority over the internet take control in your prayer life take control in your spiritual disciplines if all is what you ask